For him, sex is like a meal, okay? It's like a really good pizza. Yeah. And, and, and maybe add a beer to it, okay? He's <laughs> happy. If he have a pizza and a beer, some might say, no, it's more like a steak and lobster dinner, whatever. So if you think about it, how many meals in a day would a man need to feel full, to feel fulfilled, to feel satisfied? Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So I'm excited for today's episode. We're talking about how men relate to sex. Yes. We've talked a little bit before about how women relate to sex and how to get the best from them in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, but today we're specifically talking about how men relate to sex because it is different than how women relate Very. to sex. And I think I've Very. had several conversations with friends and colleagues and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, he just needs it, wants it. Why doesn't he understand? I'm not really into it. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about what's going on between yeah. men and women? Well, I think that so many questions about men can be answered if we, if women understand how they value and view and look at sex. And it, again, we're different people yeah. and we have different hormones and it, it has so much to do with hormones. But first of all, we need to understand that when, when it comes to sex, Women need attention yeah. and they need affection. Yeah. Men just need intercourse. Yeah. Okay. That bottom line. Okay. If we want to just bring it all the way down to the bottom line. Mm -hmm. To a man, this is how he looks at sex. For him, sex is like a meal. Okay. It's like a really good pizza. Yeah. And 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 maybe add a beer to it. Okay. He's <laughs> happy. If he have a pizza and a beer, some might say, no, it's more like a steak and lobster dinner, whatever. So if you think about it, how many meals in a day would a man need to feel full, to feel mm -hmm. fulfilled, to feel mm -hmm. satisfied? Yeah, a few, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Probably two or three yeah. meals yeah. a day, right, for a man to feel satisfied. Some men need five meals a day. Some men can eat two meals a day, whatever it is. So if if so for women, we might say, you know, three is, is average for them. So if he were to equate food to mm -hmm. sex— he would need three rounded meals a day. And for women, we're like, wait, what? You're hungry again? I just <laughs> fed you last week. Yeah. But yeah. for a man, if he doesn't have sex, he's starving. Yeah. Like he is depleted. He's hungry. He's famished. He's starving. So yeah, maybe he doesn't need it three times a day. But for a man, he could. Yeah. He could have it three times a day and just and be completely content yeah. with that. Yeah. So, but, and then for women, you know, we tend to put stipulations on sex. It's like, well, take me on a romantic date. Mm -hmm. You know, romance me a little bit. Get me in the mood. Buy me a present. Um, talk to me. Listen to me. We put those little stipulations. The desire for sex has everything to do with hormones. Yeah. And as we know, testosterone is what drives that the sexual need for a man and a man has way more. I think it's 16 times more testosterone than women. And yeah. again, it's, it's unique to each man and, and each right. woman, but for a man, you know, he can reproduce 24 seven and yeah. he is in the mood to reproduce <laughs> generally speaking 24 seven. Yeah. But for a woman, because of the way our cycles are, we might feel like having sex maybe 
30 hours a month. Yeah. Meaning one or twice, one or two days. Yeah. And, you know, depending on our cycles in a month, we'd be happy with that. So one of my favorite things that I've been learning about recently, just in this perimenopause age and dealing with some endometriosis and stuff, just the difference between testosterone and estrogen. So what I'm hearing you say is, you know, testosterone reboosts every 24 hours. And I'm learning that men are, their cyclical cycle is 24 hours, whereas a woman's cycle of estrogen is different each four weeks of the month. And so she cycles every 28 to 30 days. Right. And so that is, it's like women really only crave that set, you know, that need for sex. Yeah. Two days to two weeks tops out of the month. Right, right. And the estrogen is the connection hormone. Right. You know, whereas men, they don't have so much estrogen. What drives them is testosterone. And that's just about. Yeah. Getting fed, like yes, you said. <laughs> and it, the the test, testosterone is the thing that keeps them focused. It makes it's what makes them single focused. Yeah. It it's what drives them. It's yeah. what it's the very Gives thing them that the competitive edge in the market makes them want to go to yeah. work, you know, mm-hmm. and make money. Yeah. Um, so as we know, testosterone has been wreaking havoc on <laughs> the male biology for thousands and thousands of years, and it all begins at at puberty. And I always like to use this analogy. I heard this and I thought it made so much sense and maybe it will help women to understand what's happening in a man's body. So if testosterone were beer, a nine-year-old boy would be getting about the equivalent of a cup a day at nine years old, a cup of beer. Now, can you imagine what that would look like on a Mm nine-year-old that has never tasted (laughs) alcohol and all of a sudden a cup has been going through his bloodstream? But at 15 years old, it would be the equivalent of him getting nearly two gallons of beer through his bloodstream in a day. Can you imagine that? So you can't fault them for being into women's appearance and looking. Mm And I mean, they they can't help but notice female body parts. It's part of their biology. It's part of their makeup. You can't get mad at them for that. Mm -hmm. It's not personal to you because he is noticing, you know, and and it starts at, you know, let's say 11, 12, 13 and and moving up. So the sex conflict, you know, it's nothing new. I mean, this has been around as long as we've all been alive. But if women can understand men's design and what's going on in a man's body, then maybe we can cut them a little bit of slack, all right? And and we have to understand, too, that men, the way they see sex is the foundation of the relationship, Mm -hmm. the whole foundation. And that's why they can't help it. I mean, yes, they want it. They need it. And then women will complain, is that all you want me for? Mm. Is that all you want me for? Am I just a sex object to you? And, you know, Yes, women want sex too. Of course, mm-hmm. we want sex too, but we also want other things yeah. like romance and conversation yeah, connection. and connection <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the man, which makes us more ready and more available mm-hmm. to actually have sex. And may, not to mention, you know, help around the house and help with the kids. That mm-hmm. all helps too. So again, women can reproduce about 30 hours a month, which means that she's not horny all the time, like a man. A man yeah. is horny from the age of, you know, from the time he hits puberty <laughs> years old. to 80 years old, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But women, it's, again, again, a couple of days in a month, depending on her cycle. Right. So, and she needs to have plenty of oxytocin. That isn't yeah. the bonding hormone. They say called the sex hormone or the love hormone. She needs to have enough oxytocin in her body to even have a desire for sex. Mm-hmm. And women seem to run out of oxytocin, especially if they're stressed, stress levels, high stress. Yeah 
will deplete her oxytocin. Yeah. And men don't run out of it as fast as right. women. So men, and, and the thing about oxytocin, and this is for the guys to know, that if you want your woman to have lots of oxytocin, because again, it's what mm-hmm. gets her, you know, in the mood for sex, anything that feels pampering to a woman will boost her oxytocin levels. Her being around and talking and having girls days and and girls trips and and time with the girls because they're listening, they're talking, there's a good exchange there. Um, Getting her hair done, her nails, her makeup done, um, getting a massage, a foot rub, anything that Anything that feels like she's being taken care of or pampered, yeah. an exercise class mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people, but mm-hmm. other women, you know, yoga and Pilates, all those things actually boost her oxytocin levels. Right. So as a man, encourage her to do those things, you yeah. know, to exercise yeah. and and to be with, have her women friends, because it's going to be better for you guys yeah. in the end. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, so men need sex. And women have the place where sex happens. I like to call it the palace, all right? So you might say, well, they can do other things to take the edge off. And yes, they can do other things. But most men will say that doing other things to relieve their sex drive or their need um, does not compare to making love to a woman. Well, especially if what you said is true, that men view sex with their spouse as the foundation of their relationship. Yeah. And if you're allowing that foundation to shift and be taken care of somewhere else, then that's going to erode right. at the relationship when, and erode at her wanting to have sex because how she relates to sex is through the connection, feeling right. cherished, you know, right. feeling cared for. And so that's where some of these connection issues yeah. really do break yeah. down. And I would say to the women, yes. Okay. So you're thinking, okay, well, I only need it one or two days a week and he needs it all the time. So there's the conflict right there. Yeah. But as you know, I know for my husband and because I, I, I'm married to a man that travels a lot and has always pretty much our whole marriage, I never wanted to send him out empty. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to him to leave the house for a few days starving sexually. Yeah. It's to me, it's like my responsibility in this marriage it's is to make sure he's satisfied and he's full. Yeah. And I want to give him that. Mm-hmm. I might not be in the mood for it, but you know, I want to meet that need in him yeah. just like he wants to meet my needs. And if we're in a partnership, we're in a relationship, you're married, why wouldn't you want to meet your partner's yeah. need? Yeah. Why would, it's not it, it's not right for me to be selfish and go, you know, yeah, no, I'm I'm not in the mood. Take care of yourself. No. And and I don't want him to running running into any temptation out there in the world. And how many of you know there is a lot of yeah. temptation yeah. out there? Lots of beautiful women everywhere you go and very handsome men also. But I don't want him to, to go out there feeling like he's starving yeah. and he needs to have sex. I want him to know that I'm filled up. Mm-hmm. He's filled up and he's got something waiting for him when he yeah. gets home. Yeah. So I do whatever I need to do to make sure I'm in that position to meet yeah. His need. Yeah. And yeah, it's called self-sacrifice. It's called <laughs> being selfless. Yeah. I may not always be into it as much as him, but understanding the male yeah. biology, I want to make sure he's full. Yeah. So for women that say, well, I'm just not into it, get into it. Mm-hmm. To me, there's no excuse. Get into yeah. it and meet your man's need so that another woman doesn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I recently read that one way, a couple ways to stimulate this testosterone is in the morning to say tonight's going to be a great night. You know, put that in his head because yeah. men are single focused. That testosterone helps them to be single focused. Right? So they're single focused when they go to work yeah. to protect and provide and go and challenge and all that. 
Compete but then conquer. Yeah. You have them thinking about you all, all day, day long because you've put that in their ear. Yeah. And so beautiful women can walk by, the secretary, right. but they're not going to notice any of that because you have you right. have given them something to focus to look on forward to. when they come home. But yeah. it does not work in reverse. When a man says that to a woman, she's going to be like, <laughs> nope, I will not be home tonight. I'm going to be asleep before you go to bed. But the words he can use is, I choose you. I uh, cherish yes, you. I, I love that. I always choose you. You are the one I chose yes. you. I will continue to choose you. Right. And that connection, and that will start to get her going, yes. boost that oxytocin during the day. But if we can stimulate stimulate his testosterone by being his biggest fan, by cheerleading yeah. him yes. on, that makes him feel good. It makes him feel like the A man. man, yes. And... I think for us too, when I when I'm able to to do that, to speak to that, I mean it does, it does something for me. It gets me going. Right. And it makes me feel good when I can send him out and he's well taken care of. Yeah. And in reverse too, not creating conflict when he comes home, not right. fighting him when he comes home. Right. Because the testosterone is that conflicting, you know, it they it can be aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. aggressive uh hormone. And we don't want to challenge that when they come home. We want to be able to curb right. that in the right way. Which is why women need to, because when 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 you're, you know, we talk a lot about masculine, feminine energy, and we're yeah. going to do a whole podcast on it um, at another time. But he doesn't, his, you don't, like when he's gone and you're ruling the roost, you're yeah. taking care of the kids, you're calling the shots, you're producing, you're, um, you know, picking up and taking, doing whatever it is. Or maybe you work a full-time job. Maybe you're not a stay-at-home mom. You work a full-time job and you have to pick the kids up on the way home or whatever. So you're in your masculine energy too. When you're out in the workforce, the work arena, you are in your masculine energy. But if you want your man to be his most masculine self, you cannot buck up against his masculinity when you both come home. You've got to change back into a woman and get your feminine energy on. And the way that you do that, we've talked about this in other podcasts, is by, you know, changing your clothes, um, changing your attitude, that you're not in charge anymore. You you were in charge at work or you were in charge of the kids at home, but now you're going to let him be the man, let him call the shots, let him lead, and you're going to be the more more of the responder, the receiver, and let him be the giver. The giver is the masculine, the receiver Mm -hmm. is... The feminine. I know there's a lot of women that say, it's really hard to go back into that feminine mode when I come home from work. That's why you need to do whatever it takes. It might be taking a shower, taking a bath, um, putting on some lipstick. I'm not saying you have to dress up and wear heels at home or anything like that, but whatever it it, whatever you need that makes you feel like a woman yeah. it might be just putting on some music, setting the environment, lighting mm-hmm. some candles and, you know, getting, having that zone out time where yeah. you just get to have a few minutes by yourself. And, you know, there's been a lot of controversy about that, about transition time. And we did another podcast on that, about how men need about right about 30 minutes to kind of transition from work to home. And women need that time too, but women, because of the way our brains are set up, seem to be able to transition faster than a man. Now, if you are a woman that has a lot of masculine energy, it might take you more time. I know one couple where the man says, oh no, my wife needs more time, Mm -hmm. more zone out time, more transition time when she gets home than I do. And he has a lot of feminine energy, very much a man, but has more feminine energy. Great. Whatever your arrangement is, just knowing one another and knowing what you need and being willing to give each other that makes for a great 
relationship and a great mm-hmm. connection. So everybody's got needs and there is a way for everybody to get their needs met. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not every day perfectly, but at least knowing that we are concerned about one another. We want to do our best to yeah. try to meet one another's yeah. needs. Just knowing that your husband is interested and your wife is interested rather than like, forget it. Nope. Nope. Not into it tonight. Not going to do it. And you know, it's just, it's all about your disposition, disposition, your attitude. I think understanding how men relate to sex helps women, helps me. um, It's almost like have more empathy, you know, like realize that he's not using me. He's not using my body, you know, and I, you've talked about this before for women, um, they don't need to have the full production several nights a week. You right. know, they don't need to necessarily have an orgasm every time they have right. sex. That's not a need of ours. Whereas for a man, it is. It right. can physically hurt if they don't. So sometimes being okay and having that, com- again, communication yeah. uh, before you get to the bedroom, like, tonight's for you, honey. Yeah, if you just need to get you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Do what you got to do if you need to great. get off. And take turns. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, it's your night. You I, you don't even have to do anything. You just, I'm going to do the work. And then yeah. the next time it's her night, you know, and, and, you know, and then usually when I know when people will say it's going to be all for you, or I'll just use my own example, then <laughs> the other person gets so into it too, because when it's all for you, I mean, it's nice. <laughs> and so you can't help but giving back. Yeah. You can't help. You yeah. want to give back because you're getting so much satisfaction. Yeah. So. And we've talked recently too, I think for women, especially if you have children at home, I mean, you are, you're, you're giving, 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 yes. giving, giving. Your work is longer then before sunup, right? You never clock sundown. out. Yeah, you, you never clock, clock down. So for women too, and we've we've gone back and we've really drilled down into how to get our own needs met. Yes, you know. And I think for me, I have boundaries around what I need for me every day to yeah. have a little bit of overflow to be able to give back. Right. It's like sucking the oxygen out of my being if I don't have that hour of. For me, it's working out. Right. You know, in alone time and. Um, having that space where I can just put in my AirPods and do my workout. Um, and Christian's been so good ever since we've had children of making sure I get that hour or two right. every single day because otherwise I'm just completely depleted. But really for a woman being able to identify what that is. So you can give right. to the man so you have every day who's resetting, yeah, who's yeah. resetting every single day and putting boundaries. Yeah. This is for me, but it's really for me so I can give back. Right. And you. maybe maybe for a woman who is running around with kids and maybe working part-time or full-time and, you know, you might, you your marriage is the most important relationship. Yeah. Your marriage connection is more important than how much money you make. Mm-hmm. You sometimes you just you've got to learn to live within your means. You might not be able to you know have all the stuff, you know, and but you've got to be able to be there for your kids and you've got to be able to be there for your husband. So there might be some areas you have to pull back. Yeah. I can't do it all. Yeah. I can't do everything, everything I want to do. And yep. my kids can't be in every single sport they want to be in because I need to have some leftover energy yeah. for my marriage. Yeah. And yeah. that you've got to make that a priority. You, your husband cannot be on the bottom of the totem pole mm-hmm. of priorities because he he's important and you've got to keep you've got to keep that yeah. that nurturing and that mm-hmm. that uh connection alive with your husband. You can't just let it go by the wayside. And ladies, you need to know too that the female body actually feeds a man physically, spiritually, and emotionally. You have a lot of power, ladies. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of power. For a man, it transforms his life. Just, you know, and that's the way God created us. For men and women 
to go together. So women, women have something men need. Mm -hmm. And for a man, they, they think that, well, women have something men need. And to them, it looks like they have nothing that we need. You know, especially when they're thinking about sex. And what that does in a relationship, it actually creates an adversarial relationship because of dependency. We are dependent on one one another. And the more dependent you are on another person, the more antagonistic the relationship. If you think about a children and their parents' relationship, Mm -hmm. it's very adversarial because kids are dependent on mom and dad for protection and provision. Mm-hmm. And we are dependent our ki- on our children to behave in public <laughs> and to be kind and use their manners, right? Um, I'm just like a boss, a, a employer and an employee, adversarial relationship. That's why there's sometimes conflict there because the employee is dependent on a paycheck. Mm-hmm. The employer is dependent on produ- producing right. from yeah. the employee, right? So... Um, so adversarial means that we're enemies. It means that we are bucking up against each other. And so we sometimes couples, people will use manipulation and try to strategize of what how they can get what they need from one another. And again, that that adversarial part of us, antagonistic part of us, it's all based in our natural man, our human flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But marriage and partnership and connection is comes from our human spirit. So we everybody's got both sides. They've got their yeah. flesh man and they've got their spirit man. So we have to choose to behave from our human spirit. And, you know, I think this is interesting too, that, um, you know, when we were talking about men and how, you know, they have such a need sexually and, and a lot of times they can't even help but look at someone of the opposite sex, right? Mm-hmm. And how this is seems like an insult to women. But it even says in the Old Testament where... Um, Job, the, in the book of Job, Job the man was described by God as one of the finest men in all of the earth. He was a man of complete integrity. And he said, I make a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust upon a young woman. Mm-hmm. That's Job 1.8. And, you know, you would think surely the finest, most integrous man in all of the world at that time would not struggle with the temptation right. to notice or look at other women. But it's right there. Yeah. E- even in the Old Testament where it's like, I can't, I just, I try not to even look. And, and I want women to understand because this also has been very controversial on my social media page of men. I I say men can't help it. And again, because of their biological makeup, yes, they can override their genetic makeup, but every now and then they get, you know, distracted and a beautiful woman walks by and they notice his noticing another woman and his temptation to notice has absolutely nothing to do with his feelings for you. Because okay. we're still talking about a man doesn't mean he loves less. Yeah. Yes, doesn't mean yeah. he loves you any less. He's not going right? to go chase it. He doesn't mean he's going to go put those words it. into his ears when he leaves in the morning. That's right. going to be a great night. He will yeah, still be focused on you. For you. Yeah, when you get home tonight. <laughs> all right, um, but just know that all men have that vulnerability, and most men say they wish they could turn it off. Like they, they, it embarrasses them. They don't want to be, you know, and, and I, when I say notice other women, again, I just cannot emphasize this enough. I am not saying, giving permission or license for men to lust at women, to drool over women, no. to, you know, um, I'm not saying that that's okay. Men can control that. Yes. They do have the control, yes. but every now and then it, when they get distracted, sometimes they can't help yeah, but notice. They notice beauty. And that's innocent. That yeah. is innocent. That is not a personal hit to you. Although some ladies feel like that's disrespectful, 
Okay, yes, if they're lusting. Okay, that's one thing, but not just a glance or a notice. They can't help it. So you got to give them a break. Not all men are nasty, dirty, or perverts because they notice pretty women. Okay, yes, there's some men out there like that, but most men are not that way. Those are the exceptions to the rule. All right, what else? Oh, so this is what I wanted to say also. Um, So things have changed. You know, 70 years ago, um, life was more balanced, where men controlled 100% of the purse of the money because women were at home, men were working. You know, this is way back, all right, in the 50s and 60s. And, but women held 100% of the palace, the place where sex happens, okay? So there was, there was a trade, right? Men went to work and the trade was, I'll get, we'll get married and he can get sex from you and he's you're going to get provision from him. But today, life is out of balance. It is all out of balance because of a woman's independence and her self-sufficiency. Yeah. Everything has been thrown out of balance, okay? Because now women are working. Now women have full-time jobs. Now women own their own businesses. They're the CEOs mm-hmm. of companies. Yeah. So they're working as hard they're having babies as men. Husbands. And, <laughs> and not without husbands, yeah. but without a man. Yeah. yeah. Having their own kids mm-hmm. without having, yeah. you know, adopting kids without men, which that is, a, I have a totally different, another opinion on that, but I'm not going to get into that because that'll be controversial. But um, but notice that now, in these days, women control a huge percentage of the purse because they're working and still control 100% of the palace. Right. So that makes women really powerful. powerful. Yeah. You have a lot of power. So, so what does this mean? <laughs> you can use that power to to emasculate men, which isn't going to work out well for you, or you can use it to empower men. Yeah. So just know, you just need to be aware of the power you have. You have, and men need you. Yeah. Men do need women because, yes, I mean, you're, you're working as hard as a man, but you're still a woman, and you have something that men want and, and need that will renew him and refresh his life. Yeah. So just be aware of yeah. that. Well, and we enhance and they yes. want that. They their masculinity craves our femininity. Yes. You know, we enhance them. We um we can speak to that masculinity in them. We can speak to that testosterone right. in them to uh use it for good. Right. Like you said, it's aggressive and it could be lustful, but men under control, men yes. under spiritual leadership as well, will will use it for good and we want them to use it for yes. good. You know, yes, to they, they crave the coming home to uh-huh. the feminine who is providing a peaceful resting place, providing a peaceful home and able to enhance what they have to That's offer. That's right. That's right. So if your attitude is, what do we need men for? Mm-hmm. Because you you can make it on your own today without a man. Um, we can take care of ourselves. You know, wonder so many men are losing the inspiration to mm-hmm. actually cherish a woman and to want to protect and provide for her if the attitude coming from that whole feminist movement is what do we need men for anymore? And yeah, we can do everything ourselves. But again, why would you want to? Why would you want to? I can do plenty by myself, but I like that my husband treats me like a lady. I like being the queen. I like being provided for. Yes, I can make money. Yes, I can do the man, some of the manly things, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a woman. I like being, have my, having my door open for me and my chair pulled out for me and be tr- being treated like the feminine energy. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. And and today's women, women can choose. You can choose. Do you want to be the feminine in the relationship? Because we both have both. We have feminine and masculinity in both of us. I mean, in, in both the husband and the wife, 
so for a lady, you have to decide, do you want to be the feminine or do you want to be the masculine? Mm -hmm. If you want to be the feminine, then you need to be the girl and let him be the man. Be the receiver. Be yeah. the responder. Right. Not always have to solve every problem. Allow him. The more feminine you are, the more masculine he can be. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so we've talked so much today about how men relate to sex, a little bit about how men, women relate to sex, testosterone, estrogen, masculinity, femininity, a lot of incredible information. But how? what do we do with this? Yeah. What do we take away to really just at the end of the day enhance our yeah. relationships with one another? Well, you know, in my experience, when I've had these kinds of conversations with women, just becoming aware, a lot mm -hmm. of times just an awareness causes change. It, yeah. it Change comes naturally because, oh, I didn't realize that what a need sex was for men, for men, yeah. because we relate to our needs the way and yeah. we relate to their needs the yeah. way we relate to our needs. So because it's not as big a deal for women, and again, because of hormones, we just, just being aware of what is going on in a man's body, mm -hmm. for women, it seems to give them more compassion yeah. for men. Yeah. It's like, okay, so he, it's not like he just wants to use me. Yeah. It's that he has a need. And as his wife, I want to do to the best of my ability to meet that need. Yeah. Are we going to do it perfectly? No. But if you want to have that romantic fairy tale marriage, mm -hmm. you know, that you you just have to be willing to do your part. And, and again, of course, the man yeah. has to do his part too. It, it takes two. It's not all one-sided. Yeah. It's not the woman just, you know, doing it regardless of how she feels. No, but we've just talked so yeah. much about in previous podcasts for women, yeah. what women need. Right. So this one really is just the other side of yes. the coin so women can have more understanding. Right, right. And hopefully if men gaining a better understanding about women and women getting a better understanding about men will bring them together. Yeah. Where when you love somebody, you know, you want to do whatever it takes, yeah. whatever it takes. And yeah, everybody's tired. You know, life's tough <laughs> all around <laughs> yeah. and everybody's got their responsibilities. But at some point we have to decide what the most important thing is. Yeah. And is if if to you, the most important thing is staying married and having a, a long-term, satisfying, fulfilling yeah. marriage. Fulfilling. Not yeah. just to stay married for the heck yeah. of it, but because of what it does for yeah. you, what it does for your children, um, to be able to keep each other edified and lifted yeah. and whatever, however yeah. we can do that, depending on one another's needs. Yep, yep. So these are just more tools yes. for our toolbox. Yeah. I think every time we kind of end talking about the communication too, when we have the tools of understanding how a man relates to sex, yeah. as a woman, then we can appeal to that. When we're talking to them, when we're able to speak their language yeah. or yeah. hear hear what they're saying through their filter right. of how they relate, we can have more understanding and say, oh, okay, you didn't you don't realize, like, this is how I'm feeling right now. I need this and this and this. Right. And then be able to negotiate, communicate, figure it out from yeah. there. And I when think when, when each sex, each gender gets their needs met in a relationship, they're more, each each person is more than willing to do their part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, I have said that men, if a woman would just, if, <laughs> if women, you know, feed their man, mm -hmm. show respect and appreciation to their man, give them good loving, they'll be putty in your hands. Yes. And when I've said that, men say that's exactly Absolutely. it. We want yep. to love our women. We want to yep. cherish them. Yep. But 
and and we want to be cherished. So we just both have to do our part. Yep. That's all. Yep. Fill each other's buckets. Yes. Exactly. So good. Exactly. So good. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, share it, hit the notification bell so you know when a new episode is coming your way. And it helps us if you leave a comment or any questions you have down below. Make sure you check out Daniil on Instagram and Facebook. 